What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. This is Ralph William here in good old Canada. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, you can follow me on social media at Twitter at Ralph William, or you can follow my internet station at WESN Radio Twitter as well. Make sure to go to epicstrategiesnetwork.com. It's epicstrategies.com. And uh, make sure to hit that play button so you can tune in and see what's playing at the station. And you can, uh, if you want to, click that link to join our Patreon that we have available. You can check out some extra content, you get some merch, and you can help support the station to help keep it going. I want to say thank you to the patrons we have today, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, make sure to download the Patreon app. That way you're able to get the content a lot easier. You get content very easily when you use the Patreon app. And you can get direct messaging from myself and others at WESN. And you're able to uh, to uh, manage your your account a lot easier. Instead of going to a browser, just download the app. Speaking of apps, if you have an Android phone, you can download WESN Radio on your Android phone. Just look for Epic Strategies Network on your Google Play Store. And you can tune in and check us out there on the go. If you have an Alexa device, you can say Alexa, start WESN Live. And you can tune in at any, tune in at any time. And you can enjoy WESN wherever you There is no excuses. What else? Speaking of apps, you can download the Podbean app, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. If you want to come and hang out with us in the chats live in the morning <clears throat> at 6 a.m., usually Eastern time. It's getting, it's hard, getting a little bit used to uh, doing it at 7 a.m. here in uh, Canada, about an hour ahead. But uh, we're here. But now that I got all that spiel out of the way, it's time to uh, salute that wants to join me in a cup of brew. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have yours, I got mine. If you have your coffee mugs, your travel mugs, your sippy cups, your doggy bowls, if you have a beer hat and you like that, then go ahead and do so. And join me in this sip. Mmm. Yes, nice and warm. Nice and fluffy warm, like 4Q. Hey, 4Q, good morning, good afternoon to you. I hope you're doing well. I'm just saying hello to people that are in the chat, like 4Q and Radio Parlesque. I hope you're doing all right, Radio Parlesque, man. Where have you been? I know you said you're in the, the northern part of Toronto, but I hope uh, everything is well with in that big old truck of yours. And 4Q, man, I wonder what you've been up to. You're all the way out there in uh, New Zealand? Is that where it is, New Zealand? I hope it's uh, it's going good. Yep, all right. <clears throat> hope everything is good with you, bro. You're in New Zealand. You've been on, uh, on I've known the name in Podbeam for a minute. So <clears throat> I hope you're doing all right. So this morning, it's a little bit uh, windy at the moment. Uh, Radio Parlex says, uh, weekly, weekly round, what? Weekly Rounders to Alberta. Oh, Calgary, Alberta. That reminds me of, of uh, Brett the Hitman Hart and uh, and his brother, rest in peace, Owen Hart on wrestling. If anybody's a 
they used to be one of their spiel. I think it was them. They used to say that where they were from. Or maybe it was uh, Chris Benoit. One of them too. I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. That's just me. <clears throat> but anyway, I thank you, everybody, and uh, let's see what today's uh, what today today woke up and uh, it's nice and cool, nice and uh, nice and cool out. So probably going to be a little bit more sunnier and probably more nicer days. For Q says starting to warm up a little. <clears throat> I'm sorry, yeah, uh, starting to warm up a bit. Uh, Leading towards summer. Oh, you guys are getting summer now. All right. Whereas for here, it's starting to get a little cooler, man. It's going to be a little uh, little uh, windy, a little fall. The leaves are going to start falling, turning. It's going to be a heartache tonight. A heartache tonight, I know. All right. So let's see, man. Let's get some of this shenanigans out of the way. So... Howard Stern, for anybody that's fam familiar with Howard Stern, big shock jock radio, who was a shock jock radio host way back in nowadays, not so much. It's funny how people who are shocked, who are like anti whatever, have become a part of the system. But uh, there was a uh, clip, or there's a, a clip of him pretty much bragging. He walked into a CVS. To get his uh, his new jab, uh, you know the new uh, COVID jab that's available. Uh, he says, "I'm not for a I'm not for stupidity." You know, I cannot. Oh, I I ran out Friday morning. I was over at CVS. <clears throat> Thank you, CVS. Of course, I went over. There at 9 a.m. and got myself the new vaccine for COVID. Mm, he got that new vaccine for COVID. Effing science. This effing country is so great, he said. Mm. Well, there you go. Mm. Uh, Stern continues saying he, he embraces the woke uh label if it also means rejecting trump's uh claim uh in 2020 election <laughs> was stolen anyway so i i get that some people want to take it some people don't but i mean it should be a choice right because there are certain people out there that uh who probably should have had a choice to say no because then uh, they wouldn't be injured by it. Well, at least what the, that's what they claim. Are you going to deny that some of them were false? I don't know. Here's one account of this young lady who, uh, who now is paralyzed because of it. Michelle had her whole life ahead of her. Travel, study, and a typical teenage social life. I had uni, I was working, I was going out with friends during the day, spending time with my just normal things. But now Michelle Georges is confined to a wheelchair, unable to walk after receiving her first dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine on April the 2nd, a decision which changed her whole life. Um, so I was fine on the day. I just had like a sore arm and a bit of a headache, but that was about it. Um, the next day, April 3rd, in the morning when I woke up, I fainted. And so that's when everything started. 
shaking. Um, I couldn't balance and I just couldn't coordinate my movements properly. The once healthy teen knew there was a link to the vaccine, but doctors were quick to deny that. But with this experience, we've noticed that as soon as we mention vaccine, it's like a completely changed demeanor. Like they're all so hostile. They're so angry. They just want to, you know, make you quiet. They're just like, no, it's not related. They were very adamant that it was unrelated to the vaccine and that it was some sort of mental health issue instead. So they got me to speak to psychiatrists and all that. They suggested all sorts of things like, um, stress from my degree or like lack of affection from my family or you know worries about growing up all sorts of you know crazy things that they told me that that could be the cause of you know my problems after being discharged from two hospitals still in terrible condition michelle was finally transferred to an inpatient rehab where she spent the next two months undergoing intense therapy Step by step, day by day, Michelle is returning to a somewhat normal, but doctors say it could take years. If you knew what you know now, would you have taken it? No, definitely not. I went into taking that vaccine not knowing anything was going to happen. I didn't expect for anything to happen, um, but it did happen. And at the same time, I, know I have lots of friends who have taken the vaccine, both doses, and they're completely fine. So... <clears throat> Those are some, that's some, uh, one of the cases, a young lady that has gone through that and uh, got the raw end of the stick. It sucks how these things happen. What's going on, Vinny? Hello, hello, Rockwaller. What's up, Vinny? How are you, buddy? <clears throat> Hope you're doing okay. We're just uh, going through a young lass who, who has been having jab. We're just going through that at the so reactions are super unexpected. They're very individual to you. And I don't think there's anything you can do to actively prevent something from happening. She's not alone. Thousands of people around the world have had their immune system attack nerve cells after the vaccine, causing inflammation, numbness, muscle weakness, and difficulty in walking. Although it's a long recovery, Michelle is lucky to be alive. But for the Garin family, memories are now all they have. They're still coming to terms with the death of a caring husband and a loving father. Robert Garin was just 52 when he died of a massive heart attack, just one week after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. With no prior health conditions, the family are baffled, now wanting answers. Yeah, the Monday before he got vaccinated, he was, like, my daughter videoed him just twerking and dancing around the kitchen, full of life, totally, like... Now, of course, they're showing a video of the young girl, her father, dancing to that Cardi B. Maybe that's what did it, Cardi B. She is horrible. Just kidding. Um, <clears throat> but it's uh, it's very tragic that somebody can go from having a good old time to something happening. It was Tuesday the 20th of July when he received the jab. 48 hours later, his health started deteriorating. First, the heavy coughing, then completely bedridden. He didn't have any energy. He couldn't walk very far. He'd have to, like, sit down because he was just really kind of lethargic. He was sleeping a lot. He was mostly complaining that he was having trouble getting breath in and having trouble breathing, and he went from being completely healthy one day to by the end of the week and the following week. 
but very sick and not can't, couldn't breathe and it's kind of missing but he was here but he just wasn't here yeah because he was just always sleeping always lying down exactly eight days after the jab this family's worst nightmare played out as i was talking to the operator he was sitting on the stool and he started collapsing off the stool and he said, I'm going down, I'm going down, and then he collapsed on the floor. Once paramedics arrived, it was too late. They said he's just got flat, flat line, and they said there's nothing else that we can do for him. We can't take him to the hospital, he's already... I just said to the paramedics, I said, are you sure? I think you need to go back in there and keep trying. Like, can you just go and... <sighs> yeah, I just kept saying... Um, and you just go and keep keep trying. So that uh, that kind of story is uh, amongst a lot of stories that are people trusted these uh, these medications, these therapies, and uh, got the worst end of it because of. It. So for somebody like Howard Stern to completely trust it, I mean, hey, go for it. Maybe he's got some great life insurance that will pay out. If some, I hope if something happens because of it, that uh, there'll be no problem. But it's stories like that that makes you wonder, like, man, why is everybody just blindly trusting? If something was to happen to you, you know, they're, they're not going to help pay for any medical bills. They're not going to help you try and get, uh, you know, compensation. And they're still pushing it. So that's just one of the things that irks. And uh, of course, we might be saying, but damn, Ralph, this is like two years later. Why are we? Because they want to do it again. They want to do it again. That's what I'm saying. Rockwell says, yeah, who trusts the government? Yeah. Apparently, Howard Stern does. Because he's over here talking about, oh, man, I, I went and got my, went to CVS and got my jab, my COVID uh, jab booster. And then you get things like that. Was that quite hard for you both since your dad's been here? Like, you know, he well, I didn't think much of it at first. I thought it was just another, like, he was just sick and he was just resting. I didn't know how, like, serious it was. Mm. Yeah. We didn't know how, like, like, it was actually real and happening. We thought he was just going to come back. The vaccination was not considered a possible link. Instead, the autopsy showing sudden onset myocarditis. This didn't sit well with the family questioning whether there's more than meets the eye. Studies have shown people who have received the mRNA COVID vaccines can develop myocarditis just days after taking the jab, often younger men and shortly after the second dose of the vaccine. There's adverse reactions. Everybody's having different things and it's, it's not well publicised. You have to literally go and find it yourself. So far, almost 6.3 million Australians are now fully vaccinated. By December, the federal government aimed to have 80% of the population receive the jab under Operation COVID Shield. But a massive vaccination push could see more and more people suffering adverse reactions, which up until now has been kept quiet. Luckily, families are speaking out. Shana's 69-year-old mother, Michelle, changed completely after her first dose of the vaccine. And from that point on, mum's cognitive ability and physiological ability, um, symptoms just decreased rapidly. So she was no longer able to email. She was struggling to talk when I called her. I was trying to call her every day. 
um, that she was struggling to be able to get sentences out, no longer walk around, go to the toilets, having to wear nappies all of a sudden. Um, yeah, so it was quite a full-on decline. She believes she should have never been given the vaccine knowing her prior health conditions. The risk of tiny little blood clots is something that people are talking about as being a possible adverse reaction. So someone like my mother who has um, blood clotting in our family, we've actually got a genetic blood clotting disorder in our family called factor five Leiden. So she should never, she should never have had the vaccine. Thousands of kilometres away, Shana felt helpless. But I actually just didn't believe that they would give her the second dose a woman that was so un unwell um, and, I, and I said how did that happen and she was she said oh they came to the door um, I said no they well they came in to give it to me I said no that they stood at the door for a while um, and they apparently they discussed it amongst themselves and then they just came in and administered the vaccine sadly so someone was able to go into someone's home they could say no and yet still give it to them. And that sounds creepy to me. That sounds creepy to me. I don't know why it doesn't, it doesn't freak somebody out. Five weeks later, she passed away. So far this year, the Therapeutic Goods Administration have reported more than 350 deaths following the COVID vaccine and close to 41,000 adverse reactions related to the vaccine. Despite all these numbers, not one has been reported on mainstream media. Instead, the media and the government continue to push their agenda, ensuring as many Australians get vaccinated as possible. Our Prime Minister Scott Morrison even suggesting greater freedoms for those who have been vaccinated and different arrangements for those who haven't. Around the world, millions are speaking up against the vaccines, vaccine passports and lockdowns, which have essentially caused a global economic meltdown but they are being dismissed as anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists. For the families that have lost someone or have had lifelong disabilities after the vaccine, their voices are slowly being heard. Oh. Well, <clears throat> I just wanted to uh, make sure that was being played because it's very easy for some people to forget. And for anybody that might have listened to yesterday's episode that I published, if you guys haven't, go check it out. <clears throat> You have known that uh, there's been a lot of like experiments or maybe not experiments, but just, I don't even know what you call it. Uh, like uh, using harsh chemicals in certain areas like uh, Seattle. I think it was Seattle that we were, that I was, and uh, we always find out <clears throat> about a couple of decades later. Oh, by the way, you know, if anybody was around this building, or in this area around this time, you know, you could have been sprayed with uh, harsh chemical. Go now that you're like 90, probably. Hey, see if you can go get some uh, some money from it, or go get checked out, or or oopsie, sorry, we didn't mean to. But when, when the moment at the moment, nobody really, uh, <clears throat> everybody thinks that everything is a uh, peachy keen, everything is okay. So whoop, there it is. What's up for you? Once active woman, also desperate to share her story, but would rather remain anonymous. She ended up in a coma for three weeks shortly after her AstraZeneca vaccine dose. This left her with severe brain swelling, having to learn how to walk, talk and write all over again. 
And why are you sharing your story? What's the main reason why you're sharing your story? For people to be aware of what are what can happen to them, the adverse reaction. Um, it's 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 not all roses like they make it out. Okay, it, there there is thorns also, and there there we've heard of that, and there is more that, and there is more complications um, than than you ever think. Like. People have turned to Facebook to share their stories and experiences, with one group reaching almost 65,000 members. It was removed overnight for no apparent reason. Facebook is reportedly trying to silence COVID-19 vaccine skeptics, censoring all content related. I want people to be aware that even a healthy person can have what looks like a massive reaction to vaccinations. And I don't think that anybody's really educating people on how severe reactions can be and how random reactions can be. You don't even have to have a underlying health condition to worry. Well, <clears throat> I think the, I think the point has gone across, but man, it's just weird how you see a, a clip like this. I mean, maybe there's a like an America segment, but there's mostly talking about Australia. But those kind of things probably happen in the United States. Everybody's either not paying attention, maybe complacent, or they're just not not you know it's not uh, it's not in them to to uh, air out their grievance. <clears throat> We'd rather talk about other nonsensical stuff. Anywho, what is going on, everyone? I hope you're doing well. Just wanted to get that little little thing out of there. I hope everyone got their coffee. And uh, let me start inviting people that want to come up. If you want to, you can. If not, you're okay. You just, uh... what's up, Mr. James? How are you, sir? What doing? You're doing good, sir. Strange news. It's strange it, news. It usually is, man. It's too early for that, probably. It is. But, but hey. That's my time, so I got to do what I got to do. Amen. <laughs> All I'm saying is, Eli, man, it's hard to it's hard to tell people, like, yeah, man, go ahead and get the jab, yo. <clears throat> you hear stuff like this. Yeah, that's, I mean, which is understandable why they don't want it. They probably think that people think, like, oh, it's better for everybody to get it and hope for the best. A couple can get hurt or whatever. But, I mean, you start to see sad stories like this stack up. Yeah. But anyway, that's. Let's not dwell on that. I don't want to make anybody feel a certain way. It's hump day. Yes, you know? Man. It's Wednesday. Yeah. So how are you, sir? Get up here in a minute, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What's uh, what's a uh, a good uh, cup to have for the morning? To give you a little pick-me-up. You, you already figured that out? I did. Out of the ones that I've, um, I've tested, I think the black line will probably be the morning breakfast. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, as maple chocolate and hazelnut pancake or waffle for great with your uh yeah but hell yeah i'm a pancake <laughs> and waffle person hell yeah 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 man <laughs> that's so that's like a flavor like is that a that's yeah. a thing that's that's oh, wow. i am totally down i'm totally down yeah. <clears throat> hibiscus is good yeah mm. adagio yeah adagio how would you spell that a-d-a-j-o no a D A I Oh A D A I G O D A I make sure to go check that out. Especially if you got like morning breakfast. All right. 
I'm all about that. Well, uh, if you want, you can mute yourself and get yourself uh, situated. You know, get yourself uh, your coffee. I mean, going to be uh, playing this uh, other little clip that I have uh, about a, uh, I think he's, well, they said a serial killer that was uh, killed by a cellmate. I'm trying to see what his name is. This is a oh, serial killer, Billy, Billy Chammer, 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 I don't know, was, uh, was killed in his cell. Man, I wonder who took him. Just days before an alleged serial killer will go to trial, we're taking a closer look at the murder spree Billy Shamirmir is accused and suspected of committing. It includes at least 24 murders and two attempted murders throughout North Texas, beginning in 2016. Andre Lucia tonight explaining how a survivor helped police. On March 19th, 2018, Plano firefighters revived a 91-year-old at the Preston Place Apartments. According to police reports, Mary Bartell told them a stranger forced his way in, grabbed a couch pillow, and smothered her until she blacked out. And he walked out with her jewelry. Just one day earlier and one door over, Mary's next-door neighbor, Ann Conklin, had died. Plano police suddenly started taking a closer look and discovered a pattern of deaths in their Preston Place senior living community. There were seven within a six-month period, all with missing jewelry. The mentality was, well, these are seniors, it's all natural. Lori Dillahunty's mother, Diane, was one of the victims whose death had initially been assumed to be from natural causes. Lori believes the killer took advantage of the lapses in the complex's security. I mean, he, he had access. He had free reign, and nobody was stopping him. A week before Bartell's attack, a neighbor happened to notice a silver Nissan Altima that seemed out of place. He jotted down his license plate, and when police started asking questions, he passed it along. Investigators found it was owned by a man named Billy Shamirmir. In 2016, Shamirmir had been caught twice at the Edgemere Senior Living Apartments in Dallas using a fake name and falsely claiming to be an employee. Police now believe by the time he was stopped and charged with trespassing there, he'd already killed three women in that complex. Catherine Sinclair, Phyllis Payne, and Phoebe Perry. The next eight murders he's linked to started the following month at the Tradition Prestonwood Senior Living Facility. Among the victims were Leah Corkin, Mary Jo Jennings' mother. Eight victims in three and a half months. I mean, you know, a majority of the police reports, missing jewelry. And Doris Gleason, Shannon Dion's mother. Do you think someone else should have pieced this together? I wish they had. The next murder Shamir Mir is accused of occurred more than a year later in 2017 at the Parkview Apartments in Frisco. The feeling was so horrible. Cheryl Pangburn discovered her mother, Marilyn Bixler. Her body was perfectly positioned between the couch and the coffee table. One month later, a 93-year-old at the complex reported a well-dressed man posing as a maintenance worker had asked her if she needed work done. When she said no, he knocked her from her walker and tried to muffle her screams and smother her with a pillow. But she survived and would, months later, pick Shamirmir out of a photo lineup. After that came the string of fatal attacks at Preston Place and occasionally the murder of an elderly woman in her own home. Once police started looking at Shamir Mir, though, the pieces began coming together. Literally just marched down Preston, Preston Road, you know, downtown to Preston Trail to Preston Place. It's just one shocking fact after another about the serial killer. On March 20th, 2018, the day after the attack on Bartell, Officers were staked out at Shamir Mir's apartment complex when they say he arrived home and tossed something in a dumpster. Inside, they found a jewelry box belonging to Luthi Harris. In his car, they say were the keys to her Dallas home, where officers later found her. 
A medical examiner determined that final victim died only about an hour before his arrest. The trial starting on Monday is expected to focus solely on the murder of Luthie Harris. According to a source, Shamir Mears believed to have followed her home from Walmart. And according to subpoenas, prosecutors have a video from Walmart they are prepared to show in trial. In Dallas, Andrea Lucia, CBS 11 News. Andreas. Wow, this guy <clears throat> really did a number on, and to, they did it to, to seniors, bro. That's messed up. The man convicted of murdering elderly women in North Texas and who was believed to be the serial killer of more than 20 was killed this morning in a Texas prison. Billy Jameer Mir posed as a maintenance worker to gain access to his victims. Their families today reacted to his killing. Fox 4's Alex Boyer joins us live with more. Alex. Hi, the families I spoke to say they are still processing news of Billy Shamir Mir's death. Most say they were asleep this morning when they got calls from the Dallas County District Attorney saying he had been killed by his cellmate. One of the things that we said was, oh, it's over. Relatives of some of Billy Shamir Mir's alleged victims gathered on Tuesday to process the news of his death at the hands of another inmate. At least as far as Shamir Mir is concerned. He is over and done with. Early Tuesday, officials with the Texas Department of Criminal Justice found Shamir Mir dead in his cell at the Caulfield unit in Tennessee Colony in East Texas near Palestine. A spokesperson said the killer was Shamir Mir's cellmate who was serving a sentence for murder out of Harris County. He may say I was defending myself. We asked longtime criminal defense attorney Toby Shook for some insight with limited details coming from state prison officials. Shamir Mir was convicted for two murders in Dallas County, 81-year-old Lou Harris and 87-year-old Mary Brooks. Prosecutors secured two life sentences without parole as insurance if one happened to be thrown out on appeal. Many other murder cases were pending, 22 in all in Dallas and Collin counties between 2016 and 2018. The families we talked to are among those the 50-year-old accused serial killer was never set to stand trial for. My mother died in fear. This man did not have a peaceful passing. There is some relief in feeling that he didn't get off easily. It is unclear how Shamir Mir died, if any contraband weapon was involved, and whether there was proper supervision. A TDCJ spokesperson says the Office of Inspector General will handle the investigation. First, they'll do a criminal investigation to see if they have enough evidence to charge their suspect. If so, Shook says there is a special prosecution unit that handles these types of cases. Plus, they'll do, a, I'm sure, an investigation if there are any breakdowns in how they were monitored. But uh, despite their best efforts, when you have uh, you have a, a much higher ratio of inmates to, to guards, uh, things will always happen. In August, the Collin County District Attorney announced his office would not seek the death penalty for murder charges Shamir Mir faced in that county, citing the fact that Shamir Mir would never be a free man as a result of his convictions in Dallas. Families we spoke to are ready to close this awful chapter in their lives. Wow. <clears throat> so that is uh, an interesting story. Who would have known? I always wonder, like, for things. Hey, Mama Bear, good morning. I always wondered if. Uh, if there's like if victims pay off cellmates or whatever to take out people that evade like the death penalty or like I always wonder if that's like a 
something that happened. I'm not I'm good. It happened to the right you know, gang member. What's crazy is that was happening. I was out in Texas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to just walk around. Uh, <clears throat> I used to stay in Kirk in Texas, which is like 45, maybe an hour walk from Plano, Texas. Mm. Think about that. I'm like, damn, bro, I could walk right past. Yeah, man. That's um. That's just crazy. Or you could have been mistaken. Exactly. You know? That that that's that stuff be happening sometimes. Pretty sure more in Texas. I don't know. Who knows? Not to generalize, but you know. Hey, you never know. Yeah, that's crazy to know. And then my friend, who I was um staying, we were nurses. Mm. So. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, bro. Gotta be careful with that, man. Jesus. That's just crazy, man, that somebody would do that. Because you would hear, like, nah, ain't nobody going to pose as a maintenance man. But no, look, this guy did. He posed as a maintenance man and and told an elderly lady, you know, can I help, you know, fix something? She says no, and he's, he just attacked her and just smothered her with a pillow. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. That, that people have the heart to do that. And, uh, and I'm sure it happens a lot. Like, I know in... um. I got family that's in Florida now, and they live in not a senior community, but one of those older people communities, like 55 and up or whatever. And I would hear stories of, like, just random people that don't belong to the community just walking in and, like, trying to prey on, on the older folks that live there, either, like, to get money out of them or to see or to do stuff like that. Like, oh, do you need help, you know, stuff around the house or whatever? And they would probably get like stuff stolen or who knows, or just taking advantage of the elderly. And that, and that freaking sucks. <clears throat> and now hearing that. Ugh. My grandma is still living. She'd be 90. Anybody ever try to calm my grandma, bro. I swear to God, be me and you. See, that's what I'm saying. Don't come off. Don't come after grandma or even mom. You know, yeah. if you're, if like she's at vulnerable. that age. Especially mm. like older, because they're vulnerable. Some of them they have can't defend show. themselves. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's like, yeah, take this old lady money. Like, come on, bro. You'd be better off mm. just robbing the kid. I'd rather yeah. take a kid for his lollipop to rob an old lady. <laughs> but come on. And, I, I'm sure, and, I, I'm sh- and I'm wondering, like, for these for these folks that do that, man, isn't there some sort of, like, isn't there, like, some code in the streets? Like, yo, man, like, well, are you going to be... Where you ain't man enough or whatever to to go after somebody like that's able, or you got to go after the the people that can't defend yeah. themselves. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm just thinking of the day that, man. Can you imagine like one of these days somebody trying to rob like Mike Tyson when he's when he's too old to defend himself? They gonna lose the ear, bro. Come on. Yes, I think even that is even when he gets older, bro. I think he'll go, he'll go crazy, and still like I don't know, stick a cane up their ass or something. I don't know. He'll do something. If I was the man that was going around knocking people out of my early twenties, and now I can't defend myself, and then all you, all you remember about me is I used to bite people's ears off, bro. Why would you want to talk with me, bro? If if I ain't scared, of, if I if, if I'm not scared to use these hands, what you think I'm? You think I'm scared to bite you? No, you think I, yeah, especially <laughs> now, man. I'll put in some good teeth. I'll put in my biting teeth. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a cannibal, son. Fuck right. I'm a cannibal, man. 
<laughs> I'm Hannibal Lecter, bitch. I'm gonna eat your I'm gonna eat your ear with a side <laughs> of tea. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so, man. man. I, I've told my brother. It's funny as I saw this video on TikTok. Struck him. I, I don't know if he was just being serious or he was just being funny, but I took it very seriously because I'm like, oh shit, I will remember this for the rest of my life, bro. If I'm ever in a situation where I need to use my tongue for anything, bro, I now remember. It's quite man, you know, talking about ways, you know, defend yourself without necessarily having to use a weapon or your hands. Right. So one of the tactics he said was, I mean, if they close up on you and they within, you know, you know, kissing brains, lick their eyeball. And I was standing there watching the video. I was like, oh, shit, I will do something like shit. You get lick too close to eyeball? me. You... <laughs> yes. What is that? What does that do? Basically, what it would distract the person. Damn right. Someone licking my eyeball. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like. Wait, what? What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. That gave me enough time for you to get your hands off me for me to back up. <clears throat> now, yeah. now, now, now we're in fighting range. Now, now I can... Yeah, that I, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, that, sh that sure would put me in shock if someone like try to lick an eyeball. I'm over here trying to, trying to, try to take trying your shit to, to get licked trying to take some shit in my eyeball game. I'm like, excuse me, sir, what? This ain't a nightclub. What are you doing? What? Sir, I came over here to take your money. Then you licked <laughs> yeah. the eyeball. I don't know. You in, don't licking know. my eyeball. All right. We're going out tonight. All right. What's going on? What's taking up, Muck? Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you taking me to lunch? That's something else for you to lick. No, but it, yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. Yeah. It's throwing somebody off. It's throwing somebody off. Hey, honestly, all I need is a good crash. Mm. Once you distract it, you know, it's all hell like breaks loose. Duke James is a <clears> fucking. I'm a monkey, cuz. I hear that. I hear that. Good morning, Muck. Mm -hmm. I learned as a young kid that somebody choked me up. Now, I, I volunteered for but yeah. I learned, and I'd be thinking to myself, like, because I walk, and I'd be like, what if a nigga try to run up on me and try to choke me out? What am I going to I'm right. just going to turn the fuck around and just start licking, like, straight off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like everything. I'm going to lick eyeballs, nostrils. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna lick his ear. Yeah, yeah you can play like, like a first date. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fun as it sounds, like in the heat of the moment, but when you think about older people, they're not thinking mm. stuff like that. They're not thinking, oh, yeah, let me look this man eyeball to get me away. Like, they mm. probably be like, man, fuck it. I'm old. Just take it. Right. Me. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm gonna live my life. Damn <laughs> right. Like, I've done what I can do. Just take me out quick. Just do it real quick. I'm not gonna, mm. I'm not gonna yell, but you know, nevertheless, you gotta take care of your old people, man, and just leave the old people out there. Yeah, you don't speaking think old of, people give up that easy? Speaking of taking out quick, what's up, Mark? How are you, sir? All right, old people don't leave that easy, guys. I know they've been here for a while, but they need to. They ain't gonna die right if they don't be here for a little while longer. You, they establish too much. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> They're step because think about this. Young people ain't got shit. Think, check this out. If you 35 years old, you're only halfway there. I wish. Exactly. You understand? And, and, and most people ain't even halfway there. They're just a quarter <laughs> of the way there. Yeah, I'm a quarter <laughs> of the way there, bro. I'm already feeling it. I'm already laying so, on the ground because my back hurts. I'm like, oh, man, what is happening? <clears throat> so. 
But you're you ain't kidding, Mr. Muck. You ain't kidding. Nah, man. I still got some. I still got some ways to go before I get yeah, there. Yeah, you, you know, still got 90. some ways to go. Mm-hmm. But let me say this, guys. I got so many guns. I got. I guarantee. I got more guns than y'all do. Because I want to live longer. I want right. to. When I run out of bullets with one gun, I'm grabbing ten other guns, and I'm going to shoot till all I'm empty. And then you can come and get me. See, most young people can't say that. Most young people don't even have guns. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So you treat you treat having a gun like if it was a savings account, right? Like you just like have it, just keep depositing stuff as the years go on, right? So when the You're time support- comes where they want to when they want to come at you, you know it's time to cash out, right? Just start bucking like for, Watch for days. Watch this. Watch this. Even the Civil War. Name one war that lasted under three to ten years. Most people that have a gun don't even have eight hours worth of bullets. So you mean to tell me you can't even shoot a whole day, but a war can last 10 years? You better keep stocking up like a savings account. Uh, that's a good point. That is a good point. I, I wonder if they can do, if, I wonder if I can find the numbers. Like how, mu- how much do you think someone would need to have if they had to like defend a, a location for more than a day? Oh my goodness. Man, you will almost yeah. have to have an arsenal. A small arsenal right? at the yes at the corner of a neighborhood to be able to shoot out for at least a day. Now that's just one day, because mm-hmm. think about this: during war, they are continuously bringing guns and ammo. Nobody's not bringing guns and ammo to an individual. Right. So you better have as many guns and ammo as you can. Mm. That is true. That and that's just going for like you know, like imagine if you just had handguns. The amount of uh, the amount of bullets you would need <clears throat> if that's all you had, but man, I want to exactly. get me those Gatling guns, man. I want to I want a Rambo gun. Huh. Take a, I can just spray and pray. Just, but, uh, just go ahead. Just get at least fifty to a hundred clips on every gun that you have. Now they don't have to be your primary clips, but they could be your wartime clips, like. Under normal circumstances, you don't have to have 16. But under severe circumstances, you better have 50 to 100. <clears throat> I'm over here trying to look up how, how, how much I would need to defend the property for like a week. I don't know if, that, if, there's, a, uh, if there's money for that. How many should, crazy. I, should I keep in, in, in the magazine Fortnite question? <clears throat> you, you're raising some interesting points, Mr. Muck, because, man. Nobody really thinks about that. Like, oh, I mean, if if they're using like, oh, I need to defend against the government, you know, my Second Amendment. Well, do you know how much guns the government has if they ever had to use it against you? Like, you need to have, like you said, uh, a marauder. Uh, what do you call it? An arsenal? A yeah, basement. you have to have an arsenal. You need to have everything. To just keep bucking away, you know what I'm saying? Just keep spraying. And it can't just be you. It got to yeah, be. Yeah, you got to have your neighborhood. You got to have a group of be people all, all together. Yes, you know of like-minded people, because then y'all could y'all could do things for each other, like you know, pass guns or pass ammunitions to keep the fight going. Man, if you really want to get sophisticated, this this probably ways for you to make your own bullets, right? If you had the right material, is that is oh, there everyday material that can be used? Yes, there's um bullet making kits. 
there's bullet making kits. All you got to do is buy a kit and you can start putting your own bullets together. And it'll cost way less because the app bullets are going up because they don't want the average citizens to have them. Of course. So bullets went from probably maybe 35 cents to about $3 a piece, the average bullet. So you figure if that's the case, you get a bullet making kit and it keep you somewhere at about a dollar, dollar twenty five. So your bullets will be way cheaper to manufacture. Wow, man, the things that we. Learned. But other than that, man, when you're not bucking away, Mister Mug, what are you? What are you doing in the morning? Oh, um, promo. preparing to get money because yeah. it's two <laughs> things. Because um, it's two things that you gotta have: you gotta have money and guns. That's what everybody guns. in America had. Because yeah. you gotta have money to buy guns and guns to keep your money. Yeah, because that way people can't just come and take it. You got an army to fight for. Yeah, you can also use your your guns to buy to get food too. If you're if you're in the hunting game, exactly. <clears throat> you can always trade. Yeah, man. What what parts of the world you live in, Mister Muck? In Ohio. You're in Ohio. Is, mm-hmm. is there? Are you in a? Are you in a city area? Are you in a? Are you out in the boonies somewhere? Like what? Oh no, in no, I'm in the city. I'm in the oh, city. Okay. Right. I can't live in the country. No. You know why? Too quiet? It's too quiet. I, I need the sound of a good ambulance every once in a while. Just, <laughs> and a helicopter flying over my head here. looking for a criminal. <laughs> just to let me know I'm still here. I need a good ambulance. Yeah, because if you die, you ain't going to have none of that. And that's what yeah. moving into the country is like. Damn near dying. Because think about this. If you live in the country, according to where you live, you're about maybe 45, 50 minutes from the nearest hospital. They will have mm-hmm. to airlift you for a heart attack or you'll be dead on arrival. Yeah, that's a good point, man. In the area where I live in, the closest hospital is about like 45 minutes away driving. So I think they, they made a, one of those like walk-in clinics or whatever, like nearby where I live for yeah. those people that live in that area. But I guess that's just to do like basic stuff. Yeah, that, that's not real shit. Yes. Yeah. That's like a, a ambulance, you know, just coming. Mm-hmm. The ambulance have to still take you to the hospital. Yeah, man. Yeah, people don't think about that, man. But I, but nowadays, would you, would you rather, I mean, do you still prefer being in the city? Besides the noise part, is this, is uh, is it still like a good area to live? Or, or what do you think? You like in the suburbs? No, I, I I like I like the city because the city is more legal friendly. Let me tell you what I mean. Mm-hmm. Say for instance you live in a suburb, right? And you're walking down the street and you see a pretty lady, because you you know, you get your exercise in. She's getting her exercise in. And you say something to her, like, Good morning, beautiful. That could be perceived as sexual harassment. But in the hood, you just hollering. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So See, you know what? See, why you like? That's the truth, though. I promise you. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, that's that. That is true, man. You can't. You gotta be careful depending on where you're at. I say for me, I like, I like the city life. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of iffy because I, I didn't grow up in the country, but I grew up in like rural suburban areas. So I grew up where shit, you outside, you might not have a you know, a friend outside for four blocks. Like wow. the next kid that stayed from you is like three blocks down the down the way. Or he'd be right next door to you. 
Only be right across the street. You, know, you had no backup. You're saying, yeah. 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 And if y'all got you, the beef, y'all might as well scrap outside. <laughs> but you know what's crazy, though? You know what's crazy? You need the city life because you need them close proximity friends. Because then if you're a child like 12, 13, 14, your return home is safer. Because it's safer to walk from four houses down than it is from four blocks away. You know how many times you can get snatched in four blocks? So it, it's, that's why it's cool to live in the city. Because it, it's like a safe haven, even though it's bad. Right. Yeah, for me, I, I miss the city in the sense that everything is a lot closer. You know what I'm saying? Like it's easy to get to places. Um, I don't. I don't. I could go without like the craziness, but in terms okay. of like I getting think to, uh, yeah, I can. I can. But in terms of like getting to like, you know what? I feel like going to the next town over to visit a buddy. I can do that. I can just hop on a bus or a train. I can't do that if I'm in the country because I'm like, man, it's like a whole day event just to go to Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Like I got it is. And then I gotta I'm go out, you know, man, you gotta, you go through the hustle and bustle. Know, yo, I'm going yeah. to town. Do you need anything? Like in the country, it's a community thing. So you ain't going to the grocery store just for yourself. You're going yeah, to exactly. You gotta everybody. go through the, the elderly yeah, down the block. You know, yeah. Duke James. He said that like he's 55 years old. You know, that, right? <laughs> how do you know about stuff like that, man? Hey, man, because one is up. Hey, look, my grandmama, yo, my grandmama taught me a whole lot of shit, man. My grandma's from the country, so that country living, I have an understanding of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm from the city. <laughs> I'm from the city of Richmond, Virginia. So ain't much, ain't much, you know, country going on unless you finna drive all the way to Ashland, Mount Pill, you're, you know, deep out, you know, Going towards Charlottesville, like man, hell no, nah, I'm city, I'm city, I'm a city slicker. Exactly. <laughs> Do y'all know? know <laughs> when it comes to the country, it be so dark in the country that little kids just by birthright are scared of the dark. If 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 you raise your kids in the country, that's psychological dark damage. You know how dark it is just taking your trash out at night. It's like werewolves and everything live in the South. I can't live in the country like that. It is pitch black out there. I mean, you raise a good point, man. Like, for the kids that are raising the country, they got a whole new thing to be scared of. Like, they could be animals or or, or if you want to get, like, imaginary, like some boogeyman or whatever. But at night in the city, you got to just worry about you know, the cops, you know, or, or something. Or the nearest homeless man. Or the nearest homeless man, like, just or, tweaking or, or, at or the, the, on the corner. That's, or the snake that's coming up through your toilet seat that you weren't aware of. Yeah. You know, because well, you know, that happens, too. In the country, yeah. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> you know, or or, or rubbing, up, rubbing up against some fentanyl or something. I don't know, something in the city. Oh, yeah, like stepping on a, a used needle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, those are the things that's you get right. scared of. That are different, you know, at least in the country, this is my imagination. Yeah, man, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's dark, then you got shit outside. You got animals outside that you can't right. around underneath your feet. I, I remember when I stayed out in the country of Cartersville, and um, I'm, I'm outside, I'm with my little blunt, and I'm looking, what 
talking to motherfuckers outside. <laughs> wow. I, can't, I can't see nothing but the shining of the moon. <laughs> That's all you see in stars. That's it. See nothing else. Nothing else. That's because it be so damn dark, man. I hate to keep saying that stupid shit, but it be dark than a fuck in the country. Like, little kids, I'm, it be dark enough to pull your teeth. You don't even need the dentist. Nah. This year, as loud as you want to. Everybody gonna come and see. I miss it. Yo, though. Ralph, why don't you move to the city? Well, <clears throat> speaking of, uh, you know, things that go bump in the night and drugs... I got a clip here uh, sent by Mama Bear Tracy. Thank you. Uh, let's see what they have to say about fentanyl. Oh, be fine. Suspected fentanyl exposure of four young children at a daycare center in New York City. Sources tell CBS New York that the daycare was a drug front. Police revealing tonight that the fentanyl was found under a mat where the children had been napping. CBS's Jessica Moore has the update from the Bronx. <laughs> Tonight, as one-year-old Nicholas Dominici's parents grieve, sources tell CBS New York daycare owner Gray Mendez called her husband before calling 911 to get help for the children who were unresponsive. Police saying just moments ago, all three children hospitalized had fentanyl in their systems. We're all parents, and you cannot be a parent and not be angry at what happened to those four babies. I am. Sources tell CBS New York Mendez's husband was seen on video appearing to throw out drugs before first responders arrived on scene. Police say a kilo of fentanyl and drug-making equipment was found inside the daycare. Mendez and her husband's cousin, Carlisto Acevedo Brito, who rented a room at the rear of the daycare, were both arrested on Saturday night and charged with murder, showing depraved indifference. In addition to four counts of endangering the welfare of a child, criminal possession of drugs, and 16 counts of assault. Mendez's attorney said she didn't know about the drugs. She rented a room to somebody and she didn't know what, what was going somebody. on. Tonight, all three of the hospitalized children, two two-year-olds and the eight-month-old sister of one of them, are listed in stable condition. Dominici had only been attending Divino Nino daycare for a week. His parents say he would have turned two in November. No podemos. The feds are now investigating this case. This daycare was licensed by the city and even recently passed a surprise inspection by the Office of Children and Family Services. When we reached out to them, they called the incident horrific but declined further comment. Nora, how did they pass that inspection? Jessica Moore, that's a key question. Thank you. Well, now disturbing news. Huh. That is a good question. I love that clip. Okay. <clears throat> that, yeah, man, that, that's the kind of things that people got to be scared of now in the city, bro. You can't even have your kids at a daycare without some shenanigans. But you know what you got to worry about in the country? Mm. Because it ain't access to, like, too many men and women. You know, people are militia kids in the country. You got to worry about stuff like that, too, because that's where the kids very seldom get snatched in the city because of proximity. But they will get snatched in the suburbs and in the country. Well, yeah, I mean, in the city, there's more of like a community, right? Like, so if you have a good community there, uh, there's a lot more people that probably look out for you. I'm assuming, like, I don't know. It's been a while since I've been in a city area. I would hope that that would be the case. That's uh, exactly the case. Mm. Because, so, because, uh, all right, go, go ahead. ahead. 
Uh, just let me play this uh, next clip that uh, that I got here and see what, what, what it's all about. Let's see. First here in New York, the new discovery after that toddler died from exposure to fentanyl. Three other children revived with Narcan. And federal authorities tonight saying fentanyl is the biggest threat in this nation. Tonight here, the images of the daycare seen through the windows, the crib, the mat where children would play and rest. Investigators at the scene protecting themselves with hazmat suits. The danger from exposure to fentanyl so great. In fact, prosecutors say it was a kilo of fentanyl stored on top of those play mats. They say enough fentanyl to kill 500,000 people. Wow. Tonight, the owner of the daycare is under arrest, accused of delaying calling 911. Her relative also arrested, accused of storing the fentanyl in that daycare. And one-year-old Nicholas Dominici was pronounced dead at the hospital. He would have turned two years old in November. Of course, those three other children saved with Narcan. Tonight, hear the warning of the threat to this nation. And ABC senior investigative reporter Aaron Katursky leading us off. Tonight, new charges in a case that prosecutors say shocked the conscience of New York City and shows fentanyl is the most urgent threat the country faces. The owner of a Bronx daycare and her alleged co-conspirator facing federal drug charges after a one-year-old died and three children were poisoned and had to be revived with Narcan after exposure to fentanyl. They were running a drug operation from a daycare center. A daycare center. A place where children should be kept safe not surrounded by a drug that could kill them in an instant. Prosecutors say Gray Mendez, the owner of Divino Nino Daycare, and a relative, Carlito Acevedo Brito, stored a kilogram brick of fentanyl on top of children's playmats used at nap time. The DEA says that's enough fentanyl to kill a half million people. Investigators also recovering machines used to package the drugs for sale. Mendez allegedly delayed calling 911. Instead, placing three other phone calls to cover up what happened. Prosecutors say her husband is seen on surveillance video carrying two full shopping bags out a back alley. All of that happened while the children, the babies, were suffering from the effects of fentanyl poisoning and in desperate need of help. Some first responders at the scene outfitted in protective gear. As I want to receive the report that the Pine 27's on scene, they have an unknown substance in the basement. One-year-old Nicholas Domenici died at the hospital. The boy had just started daycare. His heartbroken father saying, I love him. I miss him. I want him back. Tonight, authorities are still searching for the daycare owner's husband. That facility had just passed an inspection. You found a kilo of fentanyl on playmats? This is, this is unfortunately the circumstances that are playing out across the United States and specifically here in New York where these drug traffickers are mixing fentanyl and other drugs and they're creating this atmosphere of lethality. In fact, the DEA, David, says it seized enough fentanyl last year to kill every single American. Two of the children in this case remain in the hospital and their daycare may have passed inspection, but daycare inspectors are not trained to spot fentanyl. Tonight, the city health commissioner says, David, Maybe they should be. Driving this key issue home now across this country. Aaron Katursky leading us off tonight. Aaron, thank you. First here in... Jeez, that is crazy. Good morning, Brina. Yeah, I mean, yeah, If you even if you're bring, even if you're like on some drug dealer tip or business tip, like you're just killing off your money stream, yo. Like yeah. why? But bro, that is crazy where they said like they... I don't know if they said they they found or they confiscated or they reported enough fentanyl to kill every single American. Yeah, last year. They said the beginning. Last year. 
Nasty. Yeah, they found enough. See, ask yourself this, though. Guys, please ask yourself this. When fentanyl and other uh, drugs get into America, the people get them and sell them, right? But the question becomes, who is bringing that stuff here? Because yeah. they're a criminal, too. Yeah. See, let, let me say this. Say, for instance, Ralph, you were selling drugs, right? Wouldn't the person that would be supplying your drugs a criminal? Yeah, just by yeah, just by the nature of it. Yeah, they're criminals too. Exactly. So why ain't nobody locking up these people who are bringing stuff from overseas and all throughout the all throughout the world? Why are why are they not locking up these international drug dealers? Are, are they have they legalized them? Have they deputized them? We get, these are questions that we have to ask on the ground. Uh, man, there's there's so much things to unpack. Because cause I'm sure we people would say it's the migrants that are coming over, and maybe it is the case. Maybe some of them are doing it under, you know, uh, guidance of, of the real drug pushers. You know what I'm saying? But... There's people that I think are vetting everyone coming through, right? Or they're just letting them walk on through. No, they're not. It's them. customs. It's custom. Think about this. Hmm. The United States government is the biggest drug dealer in world history. Hmm. As a matter of fact, you know who it used to be? It used to be Queen Elizabeth. Because Queen Elizabeth, did you ever hear of the China Opium War? Where... China had to go to war with Queen Elizabeth to stop giving their people drugs. Well, America took it over. Wow. They took over the rings from Queen Elizabeth. So now they are the number of the American, and we don't ever blame them. We blame the people in America. Well, the people in America can only touch what's here. <clears throat> yeah, that's what's, uh, that's the crazy, that's crazy. And of course, with all the prices going up, and things being expensive, people are going to be looking for easy way outs to make extra money. Like, tell the truth, money, Ralph. How much money is somebody at a daycare making, right? Whether it was her or not, the the lady that was part owner of it, maybe it was her husband. I don't know who, but just from those actions, it, it, it has a bad case against her. Mm -hmm. You know, she made a couple of phone calls before looking for help, trying to cover mm -hmm. it up. So it doesn't look good on her. But just for that simple thing, like people are looking for easy ways to make money because of how crappy the situation is. So it just it's just a damn shame that they chose that because like Duke says, like, yo, you're not getting no residual income. You're like you're just killing people like and that's it. You just get a one time payment. But um, Ralph, let me let me ask y'all this real yeah. quick. Let me ask y'all this. Are y'all aware of how worse it's about to get? Do y'all know the three major car companies right now in America is on strike? Like, and, and now they're talking about building flying cars and they already got electrical cars. So maybe the cars that we're used to driving, they're not going to be pushing them anymore. Do you know how many people won't be able to afford flying cars or electrical cars? Bro, you know, the crazy thing about it is I did a whole segment uh last week about flying cars there's 12 of them and i'm be honest the cheapest one that you can get is a hundred and twenty thousand dollars 
That's the cheapest one? The cheapest. That's the cheapest, the cheapest one is $100,000. Wow. Yes. That's like a house. <laughs> yes. Damn. Hey, come on. Come that on. is nuts. Did what is the cheapest it? like regular vehicle someone can get? The cheapest vehicle somebody can get right now is probably like a like a Ford. You're probably gonna pay anywhere between like maybe twenty, thirty, thirty, thirty grand. And that's just that, for a base model. That's doable for a lot of people, you know? It that is. It is doable. But to pay a hundred and twenty something thousand, man. Just because oh. it can hover? And the fly just so it can hover and fly. Yeah. Hello, Sue UK. How are you? Yeah, man. It's that is that is man. But what, what did you? What else did you want to say, Mark, about this whole fentanyl and, and and stuff like that? Is there anything else you wanted to? Say? Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. If everybody left fentanyl alone, and that's anywhere between the distributor and the user, do you know America will still have a problem? Do you know why? Because America needed soul. America has always reveled and having an underground economy. That's why you can always sell drugs. You can always sell heroin. You can always sell crack. Remember, the Contra War, remember the war Iran was fought with drug money. Right. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, but if you think about, if you think about right now, like, all right, let's say I'm a drug dealer. I'm a kingpin. Now you're going to, I get caught. You take my drugs and you take my money. So now you're in a position of saying, well, what, what are we going to do with this drugs? What are we going to do with this money? Well, we can put the drugs back on the street <laughs> and <Exactly>. take his money <laughs> and, 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 and put it back in the streets to, 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 to catch another king, to do, to do it all over again, to keep that cycle going all over. It's a Ponzi scheme. The yes, selling the drugs in America is a Ponzi scheme, guys. I promise you, it's not real. It, it ain't no such thing as pharmaceutical. What is what is a pharmaceutical? Explain that. It's, explain it's, that to me, please, because I'm I'm trying to I'm having a hard time understanding. So, all right. So, pharmaceuticals, right? Pharmaceuticals. Yes. The job is to basically say, here, take this drug, and ain't coming back. It's not fixing the problem. It's just maintaining the symptoms oh, okay. or suppressing it, it's, symptoms. It's therapy. It's not a cure. Yeah, yes, yeah, not a cure. It's right. just to you know, in, in like let's say for instance, you want to take your life, right? Mm. Certain states say, well, you don't have the right to take your life, and the moment that you try, they will send you to a mental hospital that's now start pumping you up with um, all kinds of psych. Mm-hmm. That's not treatment, right? You know what I mean? That that's not. I mean, not, let me phrase that. That's not a cure. That's just treatment. Right. Treatment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're not treating, you're not curing the problem. You're just treating the problem until it becomes, now, let's go back to fentanyl. Well, if I can't, if I can't afford my, my drugs from the pharmacy that I'm supposed to take, and you telling me that this man over here got the same, same drug that I get, he got the street value, street version. Mm. That's been cut with all kinds of other drugs. And now it's been cut with fentanyl now, too. So because now I can't afford my drugs that I need to take, I'm going to go over here to this man over here that can give me a pill for $20. Take that $20 pill, now I'm dead. Now I'm dead. And- now I'm dead. <laughs> like, <That's> it. <laughs> it's, it, I don't mean to laugh, but it's, 
It's crazy, man. Like you're not a you're not a burden a burden anymore to the system. You did. Nah, you're dead. And so now, now, now it's an epidemic. Now it's a problem. Bro, I'm just astonished by that statement, bro. That they said that last year the the amount of fentanyl that they confiscated is enough to kill every American. Not every every American in New York. Not like every American in like Texas. But every American in this country can be like done with what they got. That is crazy to me. Go ahead. Well, remember the the last bottle of cologne that you purchased, right? If it was anywhere between eight, six to ten ounces, right? Think about it in those terms. That's all it takes to kill every American in, as far as fentanyl is concerned. Eight to ten ounces. All you got to do is touch it and die. You don't have to take it. You don't have to drink it. You don't have to inject it. All you have to do is touch it, rub up against it, and it's enough to kill you. So mm. it don't take that much to kill every American. <clears throat> that is nuts, bro. Like if they ever, like if it was population control, like the conspiracy theorists like to say, like all they got to do is just drop it like from the sky and that's it. Everyone's done or done. whatever. You know, it's a wrap for you. Just clear out the bodies and start anew. <laughs> they tried that with COVID. They tried to drop it in the sky. Did y'all know this during COVID? If you rolled around at like four, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, it would be trucks that was out spraying a mist up in the air. Did y'all notice that in your region? Mm, I may, I'm sure it, I, it came truck. across, but I didn't think about I didn't think about that. Uh-huh. It used to be trucks in Ohio, and they'd be riding down the street, and it would be like an orange mist. I don't know if, if the color was actually orange or did it look orange when it hit the like the lights and stuff like like the street lights and stuff. Mm. And I was wondering, what are those trucks doing out here for? I thought they was just putting more COVID in the air. <laughs> Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I do remember seeing like clips of uh, in China. I don't know if this was real or not, where they would spray like the streets with like like an alcohol or type of shit, thinking that it's going to kill, you know, bacteria or, or viruses all over the place. I don't know if that's the same thing they were doing here, but mm -hmm. ugh, that is nuts. Take care, Sue UK. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, that was my, that was my super ju juice. You read what Llewellyn said. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> that was my super juice to keep the population going. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Well, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, he's, he's, uh, well, not new. He's, he's probably been around for a while, but he's new to, to here. So if you want to come up, Jay and uh, speak your mind. Your mind. What's is, up, Jay? Yo, that was funny, bro. Nah, you got to put a bit of uh, light on the darkness sometimes. Yeah. Dude. So for those that, that may not know you, Jay, what what would be like a title that you would tell them? Like, what, what are you a psychologist, psychiatrist, are you a counselor? What What is your title? I, I like to say that I'm a regular family guy, really. Um, and I, I do champion mental well-being and try to just put positive vibes out there whenever I can, because I think everybody deserves 
have some sort of normality or some sort of happiness and I'm not naive enough to know that that's easy to come by but out of all the millions out there if I can help just one person then happy days and hopefully sometimes you you don't always give to receive but you can give in order to gain a strike for yourself if that makes sense yeah I, I i can dig it you sound like a robot there for a couple of minutes i don't know that oh sorry sorry mate i'm trying to a new microphone now so uh oh, okay it sounds with. a little i don't know if it's like uh like interference or, or like a voice changer but it's Oh no, it's not not a voice changer. I I, I can do accents very badly. <laughs> so um, yeah, because I, I remember meeting um, Duke and I was listening to one of his episodes not long ago. Uh, the, uh, the the purple velvet movement, and you know, I think it will help each other out as well. It'll be a better place um, because you do get a lot of gratitude sharing his caring. Yeah, I can dig it, man. <clears throat> Me personally, I can't. I know something. Go over there, fuck with that dude over there. He got some bullshit. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you too. (laughs) You know, Wu Tang Clan for that one. But uh, yeah, man, nah. (laughs) I gotta let people know. I gotta let y'all here that's taking us out, especially black. I could have died yesterday, five years ago. What I would call stupid ignorance. No, I know better of the way. After that's productive. I'll go out and find a part of to help it grow. You'd be an ass wherever you are. If you're alive, you're good people. But nevertheless, I roll with the way the right. Bro, Duke keeps saying old people stuff. Like, we're going to have to penalize him, like, because like, he keeps saying stuff like, like, you know, um, you know, back when he was going, you know, because of his training, he going to tell what's wrong and stuff. That's how old people talk. <laughs> Are you sure he ain't taking Jared's Hall every morning? What's going on? No, but but let me let, let me ask y'all this. Man, why is it? Can can I ask a controversial question this morning to get the juices flowing, Ralph? Yeah, of course. That's just that's the name of the game on this show, bro. Go for it. All right. Why black people always late? Why are black? I'm listen, Why we always late to some shit, man? Because I got, I got an appointment I got to be to this morning, and I'm already setting up to be late. And it's like I'm up on time, and I'm still gonna be late. I'm nicely dressed, but I'm fixing this to spend like an extra five minutes at the coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, my, my my previous boss, she would ask me like, "How come you always like because <laughs> you asked me to be here at twelve o'clock? I already know in here I'm not going to talk, so I might as well just waste fifty. Minutes I mean, that's, that's that's good logic, I guess. Yeah, but if I come any any later than twelve o'clock, you know, twelve thirty, twelve forty five, you might want to call me." <laughs> <laughs> I might still be waking up like, ah. Oh, I, I mean, just gotta call it check on me. But but the messed up thing is, is that if if anybody had to show up on time to pick up a check, they're on time to pick up a check. On, on time, you know what I'm saying? Check. Or that's because the check means something these days. Yeah, right. you can you get the right to check on a check. Like put it this way, if you if you if you wake up this morning and you know it's check day. 
you don't have to have a confirmed time to be there. You're just going to be there because you'll check there. I'm pulling yeah. up. But I'm for other up. shit, so you got to make it early, though. You'll be there early. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you, because you don't need an appointment time. I don't think black people late for life. I just think you'd be late <laughs> for appointments. Yeah, like, right. just don't, if, if you just tell us be there, we're going to get there. Yeah, but like, if you give us a time, you're going like to fuck up. Like if you had an appointment, <laughs> if you had an appointment to the to like to to your barber and shit, do barbers give out appointments? Well, Sometimes, anyway. yeah. Sometimes okay, would do. you be on time for 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 a shape up? Nope. No, that's why me and my shape barber. Up. We, okay, that's interesting. Me and my barber, we fell out because I could never make it there on time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, this guy. I need everything I need to be walking. If I don't have like my roommate. For men, mm. I can only say for men. Most black mm. men, we late, bro. We're gonna be late to everything. But then mm. you have females who are like, they're always prompt. I gotta be there at least 15 to 20 minutes early. All right, right. cool. If I ain't with one of them, shit, I'm gonna be late as hell. I'm gonna be late as mom. Mm. I play for my own funeral in the dirt, bro. Like that's how Yeah. They already <laughs> they already put <clears throat> the dirt on. He ain't got here yet. <laughs> Dude, you missing the inch. You missing the foot, bro. <laughs> why is Duke? I don't know why we be late like that. Yeah, why I don't it know, might man. be your fault. Because you be having podcasts real early in the morning and people be finding it hard to get prepared to walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I don't know. For me, man, when it comes to like anything, I always try to be early. Just because you got to be, for me, I just like to be prepared for whatever could happen. But. Yeah. But I understand people that you know, some people like to have that feeling like, yo, people just people, things just need to happen when I show up. Like, I, I, I can't yeah. be on somebody else's time. Nah. You know what I'm saying? It's got to happen when on my time. And, and I get it. I get it. For me, I just like to be prepared for whatever, whatever. Because the, the day can, can go south real quick. So I just like to uh, I just like to be prepared when it does. You know, because you never know. It's best to be prepared than when I was a kid. But like when she, when I would go always extra and I've always and I what happened I'm like so everywhere I go I always got extra pair of everything just in case then you go home. being old again dude because I be doing that too see he always saying old people we great yo from now on when Duke say old people stuff we gonna charge him like five dollars like it's gonna be an old people yeah, show. it's gonna be it's gonna be for the you're gonna put it into that uh, five dollar meal plan. <laughs> for the senior citizens fund. Yeah. Uh, wow, no problem, Jay. But uh, yeah, I mean, and and I get, I, I get, I get both uh, both things, right? Sometimes it's good to be prepared. Sometimes it's just good to roll to roll with whatever happens, right? Because when you when you go through things like as they happen, you get to deal with it quicker. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if you're just sit there and waiting for something bad to happen. Your mind is all like, you know, going all over the place. But if you just show up like nothing, like man, I'm just, I'm just here, and I'm gonna conquer whatever it gets thrown my way. You know, that's always a good thing too, because people, people can 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 adapt a lot, a lot quicker. You know what I'm saying? It won't be as stressful. So I, I you know what you just described. Well, yeah. you just described the booty call. Cause check this out. <laughs> See, no, because he said, you know, it's it's best to be prepared, or you don't know what you're gonna be prepared for when you're there. 
Because some of these women, right, they be throwing on fake stuff. So you don't know what's real until the clothes come off. And sometimes the clothes come off and you see like a big butt troop, like, man, Ernestine had all that. You know, <laughs> you ain't know. Had something <laughs> so, keeping that inside. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh God! See y'all. Hey man, clothes, clothes kind of give you set up those thoughts. Play with you. that's why I'd be mad when I'd be on Instagram with these women. I'm like, damn, I just want clothes off. But then I'm like, nah, clothes off. I expected you to be. I'm gonna be upset. So it's okay, you keep your clothes on right now, <laughs> right now. And then I see some other joints that just they just got them all out there, just. You no know, cootie cat just just winking. I'm just like, bro, I, I still fucking gravity bro. strikes Dang. against us for you. <laughs> yes, I was just ready to read that, bro. Yo, fair use is real crazy. Fair use, that's my people's though. Does he say anything? Fair use said gravity strike like something was holding that. Yo, that is funny. <laughs> Oh man! I fell off. <laughs> yo, uh, oh Lord, man. yo, it's crazy because, like, all right, if you think about it, right, women wear like some women wear g strings, right, and some mm. of them they be having them fat ass pussy. So it's like you got this lower ass string that's holding up these two fat ass lips, and then all of a sudden gravity kicks in and they just drop and it just it just slide right, but you just out there. Just yeah, out there. man, that stuff, man. It's a it's a gambling it's a gambling game, yo. When you go out, you know you never know what you're gonna end up with. That's the uh, I guess that's the that's the fun part of life, right? <clears throat> Fair use I is mean, busy. Uh oh. What up, Mister Mr. A? A? What's up, buddy? I mean, how's Jamaica? Jamaica, are you home yet? You on your way back? What's up, good people? Speaking of G string, Mister A, you got yours on? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we're over here making Mr. Muck late to his appointment. I hope it ain't a doctor's appointment. I hope it's an appointment that you can be like, Is oh, Mr. A in here? He just came in. That's my dog. Yo, you know he from Ohio too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. A. Yo, Mr. A, that dude. He is a, and him, between him and Fair Use, they missed their calling. Yo, somebody need to be a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Between him and Fair Use, man, they should be millionaires. Yeah, well, Fair Use is about to be a millionaire, or at least a good amount, man. He's in the process of uh, of downgrading. Hopefully, he's going to be uh, getting rid of his home and uh, hopefully uh, living a chiller, a chiller, a chiller life after. That. I'm stuck in Miami Airport. Oh, damn! All right, damn. Our flight got canceled last night. Damn. And now we're flying. Why did it get canceled? I hope not. Nothing crazy. <laughs> hey, man, you got that. You cleaned out that storage unit, so you ready for these t-shirts? To <laughs> He's getting that warehouse ready. <laughs> getting that warehouse ready. Get your hand off my pocket, Ralph. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yo, ask, ask Mr. A what he doing in Florida, because they, they banned his book. Because he just wrote a book, and they banned his book in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> there was a storm. There was a storm here last night. Oh, okay. There was a storm in Florida. I didn't know about that. Right, Jay. All right, Duke on the hustle. Yeah, oh, yeah. All all day, every all day. day. Mm -hmm. 
We scaling up. We scaling up, says Fair Use. Hey, man, I'm with it. Matter of fact, <clears throat> just, just put a cot in it. Just a cot in a little yeah. working station. No knock just on a, that jump black. Just a, just a cot Dude, and... We uh, got four orders. Yeah, <laughs> just a cot and a vape pen, and he's all good. I'm good. Did y'all hear what Mr. A said? He said he is in Florida fighting the power... Who do he think he is? Public enemy. Fair <laughs> use is public Fight enemy. The That's the. He got Fight. the public enemy symbol. <laughs> Fight the power that be. Yeah. <clears throat> oh man. So so it looks like Muck is gonna pick you up at the airport, Mister A. Is Muck picking you up at the airport? No wonder he's gonna be late for. Him. Right. <laughs> Everything <laughs> comes into play. Everything comes into play. There mm-hmm. we go. Mm-hmm. I got you, but I got a I'm point in that. <laughs> I'm already late. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> so what appointment are you going to be late for, uh, Muck? Anything in particular? Yeah, my old folk appointment, because when you get old, right? Yeah. What happens is you start getting <laughs> ailments that only the certain people in the world know about. So right. when you start getting those elements, you know, you got to go to certain specialists. Right. I got to go to a specialist this morning. Old people specialists. Old people specialists. Yeah, you can't See, you know what? Stop, stop playing. See, y'all going to get old one of these things because James want to get old. He want to be old like now. Like, he can't wait. He already, <laughs> he already talking call, like, like him. He already talking like him. So he's he's there. That's bro. what I'm saying. He cashing yeah. in. Figure out a bunch of older all you. That's all. That's yeah. That's but you know, it's cool to be old though. It ain't cool to be young no more. Because when you young, look at what you're going through. Yeah, all man. Just imagine. Imagine. Imagine being young now, having to pay like student loans. And, and 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 not getting paid enough, and all the prices being high, man. This is a young man's game to try and keep up with that. But when yeah, you're old, correct. man, I can't wait for my senior citizens discount. I can't wait. I Think about this. I want to go half off and go to the movie theater. You know what I'm saying? If if you go to get a college education today, your college mm-hmm. education is fast track, which means you really didn't learn. So now a lot of jobs won't even hire you in the field that you graduated in. So what happens is you're stuck paying a $100,000 tuition and you only make $1,700 a month. That's crazy. You don't even make $2,000 a month. On top of that, they want you to get a house that's rough around about the same amount. Yeah. And don't think about being able to purchase a fair use house. Oh. Fair use got a nice house. Oh, wait. And, uh, and man, ain't no college kid gonna afford that. But you might like have Mr. to end a, up getting your mama said, fair special. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. A says, fuck student loans, sell dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. A is that's that gonna dope. be a t shirt by Mr. Duke James. That's Yo, be a ask him, can I steal that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Hey, look, fuck student loans, so dope. Yo, that's what Trump should run on this, this campaign. <laughs> Yo, that shit crazy. So some of my T-shirts, they got my income got smoking right across. So yeah, man, we could damn sure do that. I might put that wow. bitch on the sleeve with some shit on the back. Yeah, so it's, it's about to be lit. 
about to be lit. It's about to be mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Man. I feel like uh I feel like a second cup coming. Uh let me see. A coffee. Yes, sir. Ralph, why why are you so cool in the morning? Like what you the you only dude that had your coffee on time every morning. You probably got the old people newspaper and you had to James. I do. I do. I have I, I usually keep my I try to keep my, my pot ready to just hit the switch and, and get it going in the morning. And it's like clockwork, man. I have my first cup at the first hour. Then usually by the second, maybe second and a half, I got to work on my second cup. You know what I'm saying? So I try, to have, I, I try to have good people on the panel like yourself to keep it going while I go get me another cup. So, so we don't even magic. know when you made that transition, huh? Work your, work your magic. Just be sliding through. Just like, are they chatting up? Yeah, yeah, all right. Back to making my Dude, you know what? I think you hum. <laughs> When you eat, you are so old. Like Duke is about seventy four. Give it up for old people, Duke. You know, just give it up for Duke. He is old because he said, mm-hmm. "You know that's how old people talk." Let me find out, man. Ralph, you be old sometime too, though. Hey, look, man. I'm telling you, bro. It's it's crazy. I'm 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 coming into myself. All the knowledge me over finally. Finally working. <laughs> like, doing some dumb shit now. It's like, oh. yo, Mr. A, <laughs> Mr. A is crazy. He said, what people be saying when they be eating, look how they hum. Look how he got them humming when, yo, he, <laughs> yo, 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 listen, yo, Mr. A is crazy. Yo, I think he he doing some fitting all around there. He is doing some. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Shorty V? What up, Shorty? Yeah, we need Shorty. Good morning. Shorty, you got your training uniform on this morning? Uh-oh, who training? Shorty training for what? Oh, Shorty, always training. Always training. Thing. Always. For what? Man, if Shorty ain't training, she baking some muffins. She be baking the muffins. She training for some muffin making. All right. Right. 